Welcome to Healing the Podcast with your host, Ashlyn Tori. I am a heels and burlesque instructor, a confidence mentor, and the creator of High Vibe Heels, living in the gorgeous mountains of Asheville, North Carolina. In this safe and sacred portal, we will be having intentional conversations about dancing in a heel, spirituality, self-love, sensuality, conscious business, and even more juicy topics that I hope empower you to show up in the world as your boldest and brightest self. I am so excited to go on this journey with you. Now let the magic begin. Hello, my loves. I hope you babes are doing so, so well. I don't know why it feels like it's been forever since I've recorded a podcast intro, even though I literally just recorded (laughs) an intro for my last episode. But here we are. Time is weird. January is flying by. And yesterday I had my first Whimsy Wicks market of 2024. And that was so lovely. And I feel like the day after market, I'm just like, tired, but also just like grateful and inspired and all the things. So today I feel like my brain is a little slow to get going, not in a bad way. It's just at a market. You're meeting so many cool people and you're taking in so much information and so much art. And it's almost like I just need a day to like (laughs) process it all after. And it was just so lovely. I met some of the coolest people doing the coolest things. I love markets so much. It's very special, and I'm so grateful to be part of this art community here in Asheville. And speaking of meeting cool people through my art and through my work, today's podcast episode is really special because it's with someone that I briefly connected with in the burlesque community in Utah, but since I've moved, it's been really cool to watch her do some amazing things in the Salt Lake City burlesque community, and her name is Gertie Garnett. Gertie is an amazing burlesque performer. She has truly perfected the art of tease. She is so fun to watch. She is gorgeous and stunning, and her energy is just so magnetic when she's performing, and she really encapsulates like that classic burlesque performer energy. And we both have a burlesque mentor in common, which is Winter Rose, of course. You've heard me talk about her so many times on the podcast. And it's just evident how much Gertie loves burlesque and how much I love burlesque during this episode. And so it was so fun to talk to her about her process when it comes to creating a burlesque act and how to captivate an audience. We talk about really slowing down and taking your time in your performances, which is so much more to me sexy. We talk about utilizing props and how to DIY your costumes. We talk about the benefits that she's experienced through dancing burlesque, including feeling empowerment and feeling better in her body and being able to show up authentically in the world as her true self, which she will talk about a little bit towards the end of this episode. We also get into what it's like to MC because she's also an MC and how that has really encouraged her to find her true voice. And she's worked a lot with the throat chakra and just speaking up and speaking out. There's just so much yumminess that we get into with this episode. I know you're absolutely going to adore Gertie. And without further ado, let's just get right into this episode. Gertie, welcome to Healing the Podcast. I'm so happy to have you. Hi, Ashlyn. Thank you so much for having me. This is really fun. 
Oh, I am absolutely (laughs) honored to have you. And we're going to get into all things burlesque today. I am so excited. But before we get started, (laughs) I want to just ask you some rapid fire questions just so the audience can get to know you a little bit better. Does that sound good? That sounds great. Okay. So what is a song that you can't stop dancing to right now? So we, I live in a crazy home. We are wacky over here. And right now it is currently Copacabana by Barry Manilow. (laughs) You love it. (laughs) And honestly, it's kind of a joke, but it's kind of serious. We just kind of love it and we kind of joke. So yeah. We're having fun with that one. (laughs) That is an actual vibe. I love it. (laughs) Totally unexpected in the best way. (laughs) That's amazing. And this podcast is called Healing. So I would love to know what is something that you are proud of healing or currently in process of healing? And this can be anything, emotional, spiritual, physical, energetic. I would say the thing I'm most proud of right now is working on healing my hormones. Mm. And that's something that I put on the back burner for a long time. So, and of course, we're holistic bodies and it's all related. But um, I really, since I had my last baby 10 years ago, I've <laughs> um, been needing to address it. And so I have been and it feels really good. And I'm feeling really great. I'm feeling so much better. So. That is amazing. It's so funny because I'm also been on my own hormone healing journey and it is that like, it is like truly a like part-time job (laughs) to heal your hormones. And so props to you for even putting the time and energy into that because it can be such a process. Um, but it does, it, at least for me has impacted my life so positively being able to just figure out what's been going on with myself. I just feel better overall. And it sounds like that's how you feel too. Yeah. It's, it's, and makes a ginormous difference and it affects our physical health and our mental health in giant ways. So, yeah. And what is a current favorite that you have right now? Just something that you're obsessed with and it can be silly. It can be a TV show, anything. Okay. I have ADHD, so we have hyper fixations mm-hmm. and right now it's tarot tarot, Ugh. and it's new to me. I'm still kind of, I still consider myself new to tarot, but mm-hmm. I bought my first tarot deck like two years ago and I haven't slowed down and I'm obsessed and I love it. Mm-hmm. Like unlocking major, like some major things inside of me. So tarot. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Gosh, I love that answer so much. I'm a tarot girly. <laughs> Do you have a favorite deck that you're using right now? The one that you bought? I have so many. Well, so hyperfixation. Mm-hmm. At first it was collecting decks and I got uh-huh. them on hand. <laughs> and then I'm like, actually, I need to really dig into this and know, you know, what's going on. Um, the Star Seeker, I'm trying to see if it's in reach, Star Seeker deck. Okay. Um, beautiful. I got it on Etsy. Mm-hmm. But there's so many lovely ones. Yes, there's so many. I love also <laughs> collecting tarot decks as well. Yeah. Like each one just has a different energy about it. And I feel like I just go to each one for different things and questions. And I'm always drawn to one more than the other. And the artwork is just so fun to, you know, try different ones and things like that. Absolutely. Do you have a favorite deck? I do. I love, I've been using it for a while. The Moonchild Tarot deck. It's by Danielle Noel. 
Yes. Yeah. And it is absolutely gorgeous and so positive. And I used her Starseed Oracle deck um, for years. Before I like got into tarot, I was doing more like Oracle stuff. And I loved it and it always felt so aligned. And then I moved to the Moonchild Tarot deck. But I have been working with it for a while. So I'm kind of thinking – I might want to try something new. So that's why I love getting your recommendations because I'm like, hmm, I might need to switch switch it up. But I I mean, I've loved it. I've probably used it for about two years. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Beautiful deck. And then <laughs> what is your sun, moon, and rising sign in astrology if you know them? Okay. So I'm not an astrology girly yet. Okay. <laughs> I have goals <laughs> and dreams, but I do know this one. So I'm an Aries sun. Yes. A Taurus moon and a Virgo rising. Oh my goodness. I, first of all, I love anyone who's an Aries sun. Like I have an Aries moon. My husband's an Aries sun. We named our dog Aries. (laughs) It's like, it's a whole thing. So I am so drawn to Aries, which makes sense. And I feel like Aries are great performers, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah I think so yeah, which we like sense. the spotlight yeah <laughs> okay let's dive into burlesque because that is your thing you are a burlesque queen and <laughs> I saw on your website because I did a little research before we chatted that you started dancing burlesque in 2018 so I would love to know how you got into burlesque and how it has impacted your life because you mentioned in your bio that it has changed your life and I feel the same way about burlesque so I would love to know your intro to burlesque story yeah I have been before I started I was looking for burlesque for so long and I grew up watching all the old musicals like you know movie musicals and especially the ones that had burlesque they were my favorite like there is something to this there is so much power And their lives looked so different from my life and from the women I knew in my life. And I was a dancer. So I was a ballet student from like a little girl until I was in college. And so I was like a more traditional dancer and like pretty serious about it before kind of switching gears and I had a baby and stuff. But I, it's funny because when um, thinking about this, I bought, this was in like 2004. (laughs) Four. <laughs> I'm going to age me a little bit. I bought all of Carmen Electra. So I don't know if you know who Carmen Electra is. Carmen Electra came out with these exercise DVDs that were called striptease workouts. <laughs> so this was, yeah, I was just a young woman. I was a young mom at the time and I bought all of them. And so I would just, I lived in this little basement apartment and I would do the striptease workouts all the time. I loved them so much. And this was before social media. This was before like I knew of any kind of burlesque presence where I live and just didn't know what was going on (laughs) outside of that. And then fast forward many years later, I was getting a newsletter just for a local um, space, sugar space, and they had burlesque class coming up. And like, yes, I've been looking for burlesque for ever, like 15 years I've been looking. And I signed up right away and um, never looked back <laughs> and fell in love with the feeling of empowerment and taking 
control of the narrative around how people are seeing me. So burlesque to me means that I get to decide how you perceive me. Well, I guess I can't exactly, but I get to put myself out there in a way um, that's just different from being an everyday person. <laughs> that makes sense. It's yeah. uh, There's some control there. So that's really the biggest draw. And then the confidence boost is outrageous. Like I have never felt so good about myself and so good about my body as I do now. That is so amazing. First of all, I love the Carmen Electra like <laughs> throwback <laughs> with the striptease videos. That is incredible. And <laughs> I completely agree. It definitely feels like I have my like normal version of myself and then I have my burlesque alter ego version of myself. And that's just really cool. It's like so special that you can put on these different characters and costumes. I feel like burlesque is so glamorous. Like you can be this like glamorous version of yourself and then like on a regular, you know, Wednesday afternoon, you're like wearing jeans, laying on the couch, watching Netflix. It's like you have these <laughs> multiple personalities and I love that. And like you said, you get to decide the energy that you embody or the character that you decide to put on that day or, you know, whatever it is. And that makes it very, very special and just different than any, to me, any other style of dance that I've done. And the confidence boost is truly like amazing. I felt this instant shift in my first burlesque class with winter. <laughs> I remember I just, <laughs> I showed up and I had no idea what to expect. And I performed more in that class than I had done in my previous like eight years of ballroom training. I felt mm -hmm. like such a shift. And it sounds like that's what you had too. You know, you had this like classic background of dance and then coming into burlesque, it does feel so different than other styles and it feels more welcoming and accepting and bodies are celebrated instead of like criticized. And it's just the most empowering art form. Yes. And it's so true. And all bodies are burlesque bodies. Mm -hmm. That's what I love about it the most. And that's what I tell my students too, mm -hmm. is that it doesn't matter your size or your ability or your age or anything like it's burlesque will open its arms to you because yes. you belong there if you want to be there. And I've never experienced that in any other form of performing arts or dance. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's validating and empowering and beautiful. Yes, I completely agree. And burlesque is the art of teas and you are truly a queen of the teas. <laughs> so what is the key to a perfectly teasing burlesque performance? Are there certain props that you love or facial expression tips? Anything that you feel increases that like confidence, that tease level, um, that magnetism that burlesque performers have. I saw a video of you on Instagram and you were removing a shoe and it took so long and it was so sexy <laughs> and fabulous and fun. And I feel like it really embodies what I'm talking about here. Burlesque isn't about like moving fast and doing all of this like impressive stuff. It's about like the subtle moments, the really like slow, sultry energy of it that I feel like captivates an audience. Yeah, that's such a good word, captivate. And yeah, so I would say one, what sets it apart is this slowing down mm -hmm. because we live in a world of instant gratification and you can 
Google anything in the world to see anything you want, <laughs> right? But if you have a performer in front of you, paying attention to you and actively showing that they like you and care about you, and they're taking off a glove, super slow and looking into your eyes, you can't get that on the internet and you can't get that anywhere else. And so there's a lot of unique things about burlesque that I love. So gloves are my favorite prop, my favorite costume piece, because it's just so quintessentially burlesque. It's really, um, you won't find gloves other places <laughs> for the most part. And the slow, I mean, we all have hands. Like, I know there's a hand in there, right? You know there's a hand in here, but you've never seen my hand. <laughs> and I'm going to take this glove off as slow as possible to, to keep your attention and make you feel seen and cared for. And so for me and... I'm not old, but I'm older. You know, I'm not the young woman I was as a young dancer. And so I'm also thinking about protecting my body and the longevity of being a performer. And so I've shifted recently to the audience connection, right? And so, yeah, I could go out and like do the splits and do like all these like crazy tricks. Well, I got some tricks, not a ton, but, you know, but taking my time and showing the audience that I care about them is my focus now. And it's more rewarding for me too, because then it's an energy exchange that feels, just feels good. When I watch a burlesque performer, I, to me, am more captivated by those things, like you said, like the way that you're peeling the glove off or the slow, the slowness of like pulling it with the teeth, you know, like those moments just send like full body chills all over me. And mm -hmm. I just watched, I don't know if you follow Ivana De Lune on Instagram, but she's oh, a dream. And she did this act and she's like hitting the beats so well with her shoulders and her chest. And that's it. She did literally nothing impressive. And I watched that video so many times because it's the musicality. Like you said, it's the attentiveness to the audience. There are all of these things that burlesque performers do in a way that I don't really see other movers doing. And it makes it very, very special to watch. And I love what you said about also protecting our bodies too. Like I came into burlesque with multiple injuries and it was so refreshing for that not to be the focus, for me to like push my body past my limits. And even now when I like, you know, it's easy to get caught up on in the Instagram of it all and be like, oh, I should add this move or this move. And then when I teach them in person, the things that people love most are being able to whip their shirts around and, you know, those type of things. They don't necessarily want all the tricks and stuff. So I think it's a great reminder that that is such a – benefit of burlesque and it also makes the performance to me just more interesting to watch yeah and if you you know if um you're moving too fast like moving through tricks and like here's all the things I can do which is amazing and there's nothing wrong with incorporating your tricks and the things you can do but when performers especially new performers will often move too fast we call it shark dancing <laughs> Because a shark, I'm not an expert 
I've heard. If a shark stops swimming, they'll die. Mm. So the idea is that when you're nervous or you're new on stage, you shark dance sometimes because mm -hmm. the nerves, because if you stop and slow down, you might die, <laughs> which oh obviously you won't, but it's sort of the tendency. Mm -hmm. And there's um, a lot of maturity. And when you can slow down, it's a, a sign that you you're comfortable with yourself and you love what you're doing and you're not scared uh, <laughs> um, yes. or pretending not to be so. <laughs> mm. And you can tell when a burlesque dancer is like you said, comfortable in their own skin, they're comfortable with the audience. It, it's because they are just like taking as much time and they're like milking every single moment, every single beat in the music. And it just makes it magical to watch. And it's really an invitation to the audience to look at you because mm -hmm. yes. I know for me when I'm just going throughout my day in the world I don't really want to be looked at <laughs> you know I don't necessarily want to be perceived especially by men you know mm -hmm. but um, on stage then that's like where that control comes in that yes I'm giving you permission to look at me right now mm -hmm. I got all dolled up for you and I'm going to do this thing for you and you can look and enjoy me. Mm -hmm. oh, I love it. I love it. Just being able to like decide that for yourself. And also so many people don't give themselves permission to be seen in that way. Often we are like, I, I meet so many people that are hiding themselves all the time because of bad experiences, just living as a woman in the patriarchy. <laughs> like there's so many things where I'll just like, don't look at me. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you, you know, all those things. And burlesque gives you permission to be in your sensuality, to wear whatever the hell you want to wear, to get dolled up, like you said, and have a safe space to do that, which is really important. Yes. And I do want to say also that burlesque audiences are the best mm -hmm. audience. So loving, so welcoming, and I love burlesque. Like I've never had a bad experience, mm -hmm. um, not really, on stage, and they're just open and loving. So mm, that's amazing okay. to hear. Yes, I completely agree. And I'm curious, when you create a burlesque act, what goes into it? What is the formula for building an act? I know so many babes listening would love to perform burlesque, but maybe they don't know how to craft that act. So do you pick the music first, your concept, your costume? Like what is your creative process for your acts? I, I guess there's two tracks you can take. So sometimes there's a casting call and there's a theme set for you, right? And that there's good things about that and then challenges there too. But if it's from the heart and it's like, I really want to work with whatever it is. So for some, it's the music comes first. For some, it's the costume comes first. And some, it's the concept. For me, it's usually music or concept first. And so what I do, I do have a method and it's the menu method. And so it's a burlesque menu and it's a full course meal. And I get to decide when you get each course and what that is. So I often think in terms of reveals, when do I want to have this thing off <laughs> or reveal this part of my personality or whatever it is? So what's the appetizer? Maybe the appetizer is showing the leg, right? So it's just a little bite. 
and then maybe a drink. And when do you get the drink? And I'm going to quench your thirst just a little bit. And moving on to the main course. So maybe the main course is taking off a whole gown or a corset or like a big chunk, like a meaty, <laughs> something meaty. Big is happening. So maybe there's lots of movement and things come up. And then maybe we need a little break. You get another sip and then you get dessert. What's the dessert? The last little thing that's going to just sweeten the deal. Maybe, you know, I decide to take off a stocking or um, blow a kiss or something. So I always leave something a little extra at the end that maybe they weren't expecting. So yeah, I think of it as a menu. <laughs> oh my gosh, I adore that. That makes it so easy to literally just like for people listening to like plug in your menu. <laughs> I feel like coming up with a concept sometimes can be overwhelming. So I feel like it makes it a little bit more simple and you can start to build it slowly. Yeah, for sure. And then keep notes. I have lots of uh, notebooks with ideas and pictures from ran like so random, like from the most elegant to like, a giant like vegetable costume <laughs> like it's all of it I love it um, so whenever you know inspiration strikes just write it down and you never know when a show theme is going to come along that that vegetable is going to fit <laughs> right exactly <laughs> that's amazing and one of my favorite parts of performing burlesque and also the hardest part is coming up with a costume I love the costume once it's done but I feel like I have a hard time making costume decisions so can you share any secrets you have for coming up with your costume ideas and how to DIY costumes at home because that's such a big thing for burlesque dancers it saves you a lot of money that way and it's also more creative it's fun yes yes so where I live, so I'm in Utah, and we have really strict rules on our cost, what we can do and what we can wear because of our decency laws. So I have basic sewing skills. They're not fantastic. If I'm making like a traditional costume, maybe with a panel skirt and a corset and gloves and a bra, I, I do make my own panel skirts usually. So those are pretty simple to make. And then everything else I modify for the most part, kind of building from the bottom up. So what is your final reveal going to be? And is it going to be, you know, a really cute bra that's rhinestone with undies, or is it going to be something totally different? So I start from the bottom up because that's what you're getting to, right? You're getting down, <laughs> down into it. Um, so either making your own underwear or finding, you know, undies that you like and then modifying them to come off if you are in a place that can. So there's lots of snaps and little tricks in terms of closures you can do. So thinking about the closures and how they come off. And then what's the next layer? And uh, maybe it's a corset and rhinestoning like the hell out of it <laughs> and just rhinestone rhinestone it will cover all sins too so if you're you know DIYing sewing and you're not like the best just put so many rhinestones um and you can buy things and make your own seam and add the closure so I do that a lot I'll buy a dress or or something and I don't want to pull it down sometimes I do but I prefer to take it off with snaps or things so I can do it that way instead of hopping, hopping the stuff out because it can be 
kind of clunky to step out of stuff, out of a dress. So you can do a zipper or snap tape is my favorite. You can buy snap tape. Um, and then having signature colors that you can mix and match. That will save you a lot of money. So my signature colors are red and peach. I'm not quite sure how that happened, but peach. <laughs> red and peach. And then you always want to have some good black black pieces. So if you have a lot of pieces in the same color family, then you can mix and match and do almost anything. <laughs> but there's many lovely um, uh, folks who make costumes and teach how to make costumes. So I'm not really one of those. I mean, I'm winging it too. <laughs> That's how I feel too. I literally can't even sew. So anything I can like glue some rhinestones on, I'm like, give it to me. Just give me the rhinestones. <laughs> That's something I can do, but no, I love those tips. I think those are great. And especially if you're starting out, like you said, having the color palette, of course I have my pastel preferences. I love the peach that you said, the peach and the red, that's so cute. So having just like your go-tos that you can mix and match is great because it can look like a completely different costume if you just put things together differently. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I also, I always order more rhinestones than I think always order more because you will need them. <laughs> <laughs> That's an amazing tip. I absolutely love it. Okay. One of the things that you mentioned in another Instagram post was that the best thing about your forties has been your confidence skyrocketing and just giving fewer fucks. So talk a little <laughs> bit about this because I know so many of us find it hard, even in our twenties and thirties to like show up as our authentic self because we care so much what other people think. And so how has this shift happened for you? I know we're kind of going back to the confidence piece, but I feel like this is really important because what I love about burlesque is you can dance it truly at any age. And so people enter burlesque at an older age than maybe like maybe they've never danced before and they're like wanting burlesque to support them with their confidence. And it just seems like you have been able to really just show up and show out as who you are in your forties, which is the best. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's so true. And I also just want to say that like you don't have to have a dance background to be a burlesque performer at all. You don't have to be a dancer. Um, a lot of us do come from the dance world or theater world mm -hmm. and we're just more comfortable on a stage, but that doesn't mean that you have to have that. So I just want to say that. Um, I think there's a, just a natural evolution in women's lives that we become our truer selves and more confident as we get older. And when I think uh, back to my 20s and 30s, really that time was framed by my relationships with men and having babies. So I have three kids and I had my first, first pretty young. I was 20 when I had her. And then uh, my baby is 10. You know, I was fulfilling a role that I thought was right for me, the one that was ingrained in me. I was raised in a high demand religion as well that really put all the emphasis on, on girls and women to be caregivers, to serve, to self-sacrifice. And I did that. <laughs> I really did. Even after I left that religion, I did leave. And, you know, the messages were still really strong and really powerful in my life. And I really got lost. I was very lost in it. And 
I didn't even really have a personality or hopes for a while, especially when I had my last two kids and they were little and it was rough. So burlesque came, I think my youngest was about three when I saw that newsletter and signed up. And so from that point on, the transformation started and it really kick-started major change in my life that is continuing now. And in fact, I told my therapist a couple of weeks ago, I'm like, I think I'm done with like the self-realization things for a minute. I don't need to learn anything new about myself. I've had enough. Can we have a break? But it's been, it's just compounded. And when you're on a healing journey, it just snowballs is what I found. And living authentically has been so important to me. So I made major changes in 2020, like so many of us did. And I got really clear about my goals and what I wanted. And I thought, you know, what message am I giving to my kids, to my daughters, especially that if I'm miserable all the time and just serving everybody, do I want that for them? And the answer was no, I don't. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to be true to myself because I have this one life. And so I got really serious about that and made big changes. And I hurt a lot of people, actually. That's that's the hard part about this is that often when we are most true to ourselves, we disappoint people in big ways. So some tricky years <laughs> there. And um, now, so 2024, I'm seeing some clearing. I'm seeing some ease enter into my life. And I'm really grateful for that. And I'm, I love that burlesque gets to be a part of that. And I get to play and explore parts of myself on stage and as a character that I don't necessarily get to play in my real everyday life, but then it does influence the everyday life and the confidence and showing up for myself and showing love to myself. That's a huge part of burlesque, right? As we look how lovely I am, look at me. What do you think of this? What do you think of all that I've got for you? And we can do that for ourselves in the mirror too. And and in other ways um, that we show up in the world. Yeah, so I'm almost only 42 soon in March, Aries, and it feels great. And I also feel like being really authentic and true about my sexuality was huge for me. I left my marriage of 15 years and came out, and I have a lovely girlfriend, and it feels good to be my true self and living true in that way. And my kids are happier now too. That's the thing. It, we went through a period of upheaval and sorrow, truly sorrow. And now we're entering a space of hope and joy. And it feels really good. 
Oh my gosh, I have like full body chills as you're talking. This is so amazing and inspiring. And I'm just so happy for you that you were able to do that for yourself. It's not easy. So many people don't make the decision to because it's easier to sometimes just be miserable and go along with what we've been trained to do. And instead, there's some of us that decide that that's not going to work for us anymore. And we have to break out of that box. And I'm just so inspired by you doing that and living your truth in every single way, whether it's your sexuality, the way that you dance and the way that you celebrate your body and just seeing like how much that's obviously impacted your kids too. I feel like that's how I look at it when I have a kid one day. I want them to see me living my truth. I don't want them to see me just going along with things because that's what you're supposed to do in the society. I want them to see me really just being big and bold and authentically myself. And that's what you're doing for your kids. And so that's absolutely incredible. I think it's really going to hopefully inspire other women listening that maybe are in your position or maybe going through that transition of breaking out. (laughs) And it's hard in the moment, but you're kind of the testament to like what it can look like after, which is incredible. It's absolutely worth it. And I love that you said living, being big, because we are often taught to be small, physically small in every way. Um, By the way, I threw, I threw away my scale in 2022. So that's a hot, unless you have the medical reason you need to weigh yourself, just throw it away. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yeah, that we get to take up space. And speaking of being big and showing up in our authenticity, something else that you do that I I'm obsessed with is you also MC, which is very cool and definitely takes mega skill. I was talking with a friend today because I'm putting on my first burlesque show in May <laughs> and I'm so excited. <laughs> Thank you. And so I was like, it's going to be hard to find an MC because it's such a, it's such a skill and it requires, especially for a burlesque show, so much energy, so much charisma. You have to be quick on your feet. Um, you have to be comfortable in front of a crowd. Has that always been something that comes natural to you? Um, how did you get into doing that in the first place? No, it doesn't come natural to me. <laughs> um, it's okay. I'm not going to say I'm like the best MC in the world. I'm still learning and I'm growing. And uh, But it's great because it's a new challenge. And I mm-hmm that my ADHD brain needs that I need mm-hmm. some dopamine and I'm never scared to perform burlesque anymore that doesn't happen anymore mm-hmm. but I do get nervous to MC sometimes I actually did a lot of work with my throat chakra <laughs> um, in recent years I think that helped a lot opening opening that and allowing myself to be heard too so being seen and heard right and so I actually worked at first with Winter. <laughs> we have a, a teacher in common. And she mentored me for a few months at first. I'm like, I'll just try it. Like, why not? We did um, burlesque karaoke, early okay. <laughs> and I'm like, actually, this is kind of fun. And so I went from there and I've been doing it for a couple years now. And I love it. It is scary though. And sometimes because I have such like a rich inner world, sometimes I don't know if I said something out loud or if I said it in my head. So I don't know. I love it. I'm not quite sure what happens on there. I'm, it's <laughs> so cute. 
I like to, you know, tease people in the audience and play, play with them and, and try to make it fun. And yeah. So I'm still working on that and, but it's a fun challenge. I really, I really enjoy it. And that's been really healing too, to be able to use my voice. I'm very soft-spoken and um, I've been working on sounding more powerful on the microphone <laughs> and uh, things like that. So it's been good for me. <laughs> Yes, that's amazing. And I wanted to ask you this question because I was curious around like what work you did on the throat chakra and stuff, because before I started this podcast, I had such a different voice. <laughs> I was so high pitched and I would, I would speak really like soft and I sounded like a Valley girl, even though I'm from North Carolina, you know, like it was just this weird thing. I didn't know my actual voice, I feel like. And then the more that I've been comfortable with a microphone and I have done a lot of work with my throat chakra and things like that. It's really powerful to come into your authentic voice. And speaking has been something that's always kind of frightened me, even when I first started teaching. Like I would feel so uncomfortable speaking in front of people. I feel like it was like a worthiness thing. It was a confidence thing, throat thing. And so it is such a good practice. And I love that you're just pushing yourself to do something like that that might feel a little bit like Oh, it's a bit of a stretch at first, but every time you do it, you probably have so much fun. And it's just, again, like practicing being in that kind of like alter ego role, you know, that burlesque has. And yeah, I mean, props to you because that is something that I don't know if I will ever get to, but I would love to because it looks so fun. It is fun. And then you get to introduce your friends. That's my my favorite part is I get to talk about the performers coming out because I loved them all so much. Yeah, I love true love friends. And I want to talk them up and make yeah. people cheer for them and throw money at them. <laughs> That's so fun. I love it. And so besides emceeing and teaching and performing burlesque, do you have anything else that you're passionate about right now? I know it's easy sometimes to get pigeonholed as like just a dancer or whatever, when truly a lot of us are just so multifaceted as artists. And so is there anything else that you're passionate about or is burlesque kind of the focus right now? Yeah, actually. So I'm a birth worker oh. and um, I teach childbirth classes. I started working as a birth doula this year. So my doula work I'm really passionate about and I teach prenatal yoga. So I taught a prenatal yoga class this morning. It's really lovely. So that's, that's what I do in my work in my day, in the day, <laughs> in the daytime is birth work and I love it so much. I I like to help put people at ease about um, their births and what's coming up and give them confidence. And it's honestly, it's all related though to me. You know, I when I'm teaching a class, a birth class, you know, I'm thinking about the body positivity and I'm remembering how I felt like postpartum in my postpartum body. And I remember just feeling like an empty, hollowed out balloon with no worth <laughs> sometimes. And so I get to help families and pregnant folks find their own strength and inner wisdom to learn how to tap into that and um, hopefully have a positive birth experience. 
super passionate about birth. I could talk about birth all day. <laughs> that is so amazing. That is something I did not know about you. And now that I know it makes so much sense, I would <laughs> give anything to have your calming voice in the room with me as I'm giving birth. <laughs> yeah, I do get that a lot that yeah. um, calming. So yeah, when I get booked for doula work, they're usually like, you have such a calm presence. And so I try. <laughs> yes, you do. And also it is that comfortability with yourself that I feel like also radiates from you. So when you have someone that's cool and calm and confident in themselves and they've been through the process, to me, that would just make me feel like so much more safe. And I've I've always been someone that's kind of feared birth. I, I didn't want to have kids when I was young because I had heard all the horror stories and all the things. And I, now I'm at a place where that is something that I want, but it's so needed. That that work is so needed. So I love that you're doing that. And it, like you said, it just all kind of goes together with the work that you do with burlesque. Yeah, it does. It feels very aligned and and connected and feels mm -hmm. good. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. Well, Gertie, I would love to know what exciting things are coming up for you. Do you have any performances you want to plug or classes, workshops, all the things? Yeah, thanks. So I've started teaching virtually again. I taught a lot. Uh, online in 2020 mm -hmm. <laughs> and I thought well, let's bring it back it's accessible and, mm -hmm. and simple so I am teaching virtually every month so I have a class coming up on February 15th okay the evening so there are evening times mm -hmm. and then I do teach in-person classes um, in Salt Lake City area mm -hmm. once or twice a month at this point and I also do one-on-one -on -one, uh, mentorship or burlesque, like act development, or just breaking into the business, mm -hmm. or whatever they need, mm -hmm. we do it. Oh my gosh, I love it. I am so happy to hear that you're doing online classes. I will be in those online classes now. I'm so happy. I'm literally going to put it down after this. That sounds so <laughs> fun. There are a few burlesque classes here, but gosh, Utah to me was such a, <laughs> it was such a beautiful burlesque space. Um, and Asheville is a little bit different. So I take a lot of my classes online and I'm so happy to know that you're teaching online. Yes, I do your classes on YouTube. <laughs> oh, you do. That's so sweet. <laughs> oh my gosh, it makes me so happy. I miss my Salt Lake burlesque community so much, but it is so <laughs> nice that we can like still take class together. So I can't mm -hmm. wait and definitely check out all that Gertie has to offer. That's such a huge resource, especially if you are trying to break into the burlesque space to have someone who's done it. So definitely check that stuff out. Um, and thank you so much for being on the podcast. This was an absolute delight. And I think it's just going to be such a great lesson for all the, the babes in the community. Well, thanks, Ashlyn. Thanks for having me. It's so good to see you. Thank you, babes, so much for joining me today. If you love this podcast, I would really appreciate it if you gave us a five-star rating and review. It really helps the podcast to be discovered by even more amazing humans who could benefit from this work and from healing in a heal. And if you screenshot your rating and review and send it to ashlyntorydance at gmail.com or send it to me on Instagram, I will send you a free burlesque workshop as a gift. Also, don't forget to follow along on Instagram at high.vibe.heels to stay up to date on all the heels, burlesque, spirituality, and empowering content that your soul desires.